and welcome everyone to the third episode of Dope Discussions. I have my dear friend Karsten, aka Xavier Wave, right here with me. Really excited to have you on the show. It's been a long time coming. I know we've talked about it for for a while, and here we are finally doing it. So yeah. uh, super stoked to be a part of it, Andre. Thank you. Yeah, of course, man. Should be should be good times. Uh, as always, you know, we're gonna be talking about a little bit of history of of Carson, what what he is, who he is, and what he's all about. And you know, we'll go from there, see where the conversation takes us, and hopefully everybody enjoys it. So yeah, tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of like your history, your background, um, how'd you get into music production and stuff yeah like yeah sure so um i'm uh i'm 26 years old uh i'm from portland oregon originally i was born and raised in portland and then i moved to chicago about four years ago um and i've always been crazy about music i was in a lot of uh rock bands growing up in in high school and in college um and i really started to get into producing like seriously like really into electronic music uh when i got to college and i met a friend who was uh really into ableton and so nice. that was my first foray um but before that i mean i ha- like i had messed around with like you know synths at friends houses and like I enjoy, I enjoyed electronic music, but until college, I, I wasn't opened up to like, this is how you make it. Right. So it was just kind of like hearing it, you know, dabbling or like going to parties, I'm assuming raves and whatnot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so many raves. Well, that's kind of the funny thing about growing up in Portland was like, I mean, there's definitely an electronic music scene in Portland, but it is just dwarfed by like the the rock, the alternative and the indie scene. Uh, it's just like so many bands out there. So I feel like, uh, there, don't get me wrong. There are some incredible, uh, electronic, uh, music movements that happen in Portland. Oligopolis records is a really cool, like lo-fi, uh, record label. Um, but I just wasn't exposed to it until I, I left and, and was going to more parties where there was right. more dance music. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it kind of goes hand in hand, right? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Going yeah. to parties and being exposed to electronic music. It's kind of like, yes, can't have one the other without the other. <laughs> You're like, Oh, what is this? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm digging this. All right. Yeah. Finally stand up past 10, you know? <laughs> uh, you mentioned you were in a lot of bands. Uh, what were you doing? Like, were you playing instruments, singing? Like, what was that? Yeah, I was uh, primarily like uh, like rhythm or lead guitar and then lead singer. I was usually on the mic most of the time. So nice. jumping around and jumping into drums and shit. That's that's my that's my it's <laughs> my pastime. It's my old stomping ground on top of the drum set. Uh, and then yeah, in college I played drums for for the band I was in, and um, yeah, just hopped around all over. So what made you get into producing electronic music? Like you mentioned, you were like kind of like exposed to it and, you know, going to parties and kind of like into electronic music. But like, how did you decide, like, hey, I want to like make my own uh, or like produce my own stuff? Yeah. Um, so I think the very first foray I had into that was I had a um, I had a Chaos Pad 3 um, nice. that I, I got for Christmas. And it was my first like I... I didn't really understand like what electronic music was. I thought it was like, you were still kind of filtering like, you know, analog, like guitars and stuff and drum stuff through. Like I didn't really understand all the program uh, aspects of it. 
So I got the Chaos Pad because I knew like I could kind of digitize a lot of my guitars if I ran it through. So yeah. I, I did a couple like very, very entry level loops that I had built onto the like the four pads. So that was the first beat I made and that was pretty cool. And it was a, uh, like a, a Gorillaz remix. Uh, it's a remix. <laughs> I like took I took a section of a Gorillaz song and played it over and over. Um, right. But that Can't was when I was like, it. oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a Gorillaz edit, Xavier Wave exclusive. Um, <laughs> uh, but but the real serious first beat, I think I or the first like actual production I got involved was um, I went to University of Oregon uh, in Eugene, Oregon. Um, and made a friend, this guy, uh, Kevin, and he was super into dubstep at the time, uh, and EDM, and he was showing me Ableton Live 9, and um, it, like, blew me away that he could, like, make all <laughs> these sounds on there. And, you know, I was, like, uh, in my dorm a lot, and so, like, you don't necessarily have as much opportunity to, uh, like, jam, so I feel like there was an open opportunity to have more, like, solo time to, to work on music, so I felt like producing was the perfect outlet for that where it's like you can have as much creative control as possible uh i don't want to know what my first beat on ableton sounded like i'm sure it sounded like <laughs> like just some pots and pans dude those are the best moments like sometimes i like go through like my old like hard drives and, and stuff that i have saved and i'm like oh my god i made this like 15 years ago and then like you listen to it and like what is this yeah <laughs> like what was i thinking you know and back then like i remember like clearly like at some of the early tracks or beats that i made i was sitting there and thinking to myself this is gonna be uh like a banger like this is this is so good oh that's always how you feel about them too <laughs> and then you like listen back you know if you if you a few years later when you get a little bit more experience kind of train your ear a little bit and you're like uh yeah i please delete this like right now <laughs> I, I don't this is not me i don't know who did this but it wasn't me <laughs> oh yeah when i and I, i'll like go back because i feel like recently i've been trying to focus a lot more on just uh, eqing more and and giving space in the mix and like early beats i would just like compressor on the master crank it and then a limiter, so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't peak. So doesn't, I yeah, right. and it so sounds it doesn't good. It's green, like, sweet, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the green, man. Ship it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, those were simpler times, you know. You didn't know that there were as many rules as there are. <laughs> it's so true, though. Like, and you know what? It's it's interesting because sometimes I feel like I wonder if this is like um, ignorance is bliss. You know, they say like. Mm -hmm. The less you know, the less things you have to like worry about or take into account, especially sure. with production, right? There's so many different things you have to like keep track of. And like you said, like make sure I'm not peaking and, and EQ and panning and volume and mixing and mastering and make sure there's like enough headroom and there's no mud and all of the sounds right. um, kind of like sit and glued together and... It, there's just so much and as a beginner you are clueless you have no idea what you're doing yeah. you know like there did i remember like there was like zero zero automation zero panning everything was at like zero db and i was just like put sounds like one on top of the other 
and I'm like, oh, cool, cool. This is this is amazing. This sounds so 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 great, oh, yeah. so cool. You know, well, because it's just satisfying <laughs> to like finally make something, and you like can hear yeah. it. Like, I feel like that was the biggest thing for me when I first started producing. It wasn't it didn't even have to be that good. I just like got to press a space bar and like hear a thing I made. Like that was magical. You know, that was so cool. And then yeah, I listened to it two years later. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> And in a way, it is magical because, you know, it's it's something that you made out of nothing, right? It's like you created something that didn't exist before. And, you know, it, it's something unique to you. Like you made it. Like there's nothing like yeah. that in the world. So it, it does have like a, a special feeling to it. But like I said, as you get more experience and, and more knowledge of like what what is right, what is wrong and kind of like how do you properly approach it how do you make it sound like professional and looking back and and listening to to your old productions you're like yeah this this was not this is not good sometimes i will say though there have been and i need to do it again when i've got the time but like going back and listening to old beats not necessarily to like redo them or fix them up or anything but there are some like creative decisions that were made that you're like, whoa, I would never do that now, but that I can pull it off now. Like I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, you would listen back to it and you're like, oh my God, like that's sick. Like, okay, well I have to do that. That's so cool. Like what the hell, what is that weird triplet like snare? Like, and I've got it, you know, panned up. That's bizarre. Um, but like yeah, you said, that's... it's the Igris No, No one knows like, you know, yeah, you can pitch something up 120 you know, points or whatever and it sounds like a <laughs> chipmunk but like <laughs> it maybe it sounds sick and you just did that because you thought it sounded sick so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no it, it is also a good point you, you you can look back into your older stuff and maybe get some inspiration or or ideas or you know like you said you were just making things without any rules or or experience or knowledge so then it's something you would never do now because it's like you know against the rules or like unconventional approach and right. back then like you just didn't think about it that way so then you yeah. kind of look back you're like oh like that's that's different you know that's that's fresh i can i can take that as a concept and then apply my knowledge and my expertise now and then make something like that that would stand out that would be cool yes yeah that's interesting uh, see like uh, this wasn't like we weren't planning on talking about this, but like somehow we just gravitated and like I'm, this on. is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I love it. This is this is why I love doing this, man. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's your approach when you sit down to produce? What do you do? Do you have anything? Like I, I know like a few producers or or musicians in my life, and it's very interesting because they all approach production very differently like myself included right yeah uh, so i'm always curious to get like a deeper insight into like how how people approach the like just this art and this magic of producing music right do you yeah. sit down with with an idea or do you just absolutely cluelessly open your your door <laughs> open a new project and be like let's see what happens <laughs> Uh, I laugh cause that that's more often than not what I do, <laughs> but you know, we're rounding on, uh, 
almost 10 years of being on Ableton, you know, like not, not, not there yet, but like, you know, I've been on it for a while and I feel like I've been trying to be a, a bit more focused with my approach when I sit down, uh, especially because I'm working full time now. I don't have the freedom of necessarily like, you know, messing around on, on the uh, DAW all day. Like, you know, I want to sit down, I want to have something to do. So I'll try to sit down with at least um, one element decided, like not necessarily the genre, but like, okay, I want an early snare kind of beat. You know, I like, I know I want to have this one be a little more tropical house. I want this one to just, and like, maybe I'll start and, and I go in that direction. And then I find a sample that sounds like a tech house track. And I'm like, okay, I'm making tech house now. Like, you know, it just, <laughs> so I feel like, I, I approach it with uh, I approach it in an open-minded manner with an, a general direction. But if I feel that tug of like, no, 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 you actually really want to make a footwork joint, and like, okay, well, I'm I'm making that now. Um, and then there are the other sit downs where it's the cleanup sit down, where it's no new stuff. It's just revisiting the tracks I'm working on, and like honing, adding new elements, taking stuff out. Um, and I feel like those are two separate times. It's very rare that I'll sit down, make a new beat and then go to hone and like work on other stuff. It'll usually just yeah. be like creative time or like fixing time. Um, and I'll usually know what it is when I sit down. I'm like, yeah, this is the, I'm in, I'm in fixing mood. <laughs> this is, this is so funny because it's like very similar to what I do. Okay. So what do you do? So it's pretty much kind of like what you said where i might have either a very top level idea like you know i want to i want it to be like on the ambient side or i want it to be like on the like you know stump your head or stump your head stump your feet and then bop your head yeah. mood hey i know it's stomp your head no that's <laughs> i've heard songs like that oh yeah when you when you get into like the maybe like 160 bpm then you're stomping your head at that point Dude, you know Gustafelstein, <laughs> you know that that's some uh that's some head head stopping <laughs> but i i feel like we just created a new a new genre of electronic music <laughs> <laughs> head stomping um, <laughs> anyway so yeah i would i would sit down like either with a very top level idea or kind of approach where, where i want to go um and then it's very not like constructed it's like super random and like i mm -hmm. i just go with the flow and just let let the instruments and and like the the sounds kind of like guide me and yeah it's it's more of a like a relationship versus like me controlling the the music. It's more of like I it's like a, like a it's a two way street. You know, it's totally. like we're 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 collaborating together in a, in a very like odd way. Yeah, um, and then I also have days where, like you said, uh, like a, I don't call it like a cleanup day, but I'm like I'm not gonna create anything new. I just want to like revisit old projects that I started and mm. never finished, which I probably have like over a hundred of those and i'm not exaggerating where yeah. it's like <laughs> I, you know, I don't doubt it man <laughs> like you, you sit down you like have this top level idea you start creating you have like you know few bars like done like maybe like the beginning or skeleton. the intro yeah. or like a few loops so when you could just like literally just loop it for 15 20 minutes and you're just sitting mm -hmm. there like yeah this is great and like we, i don't know where to go from here but you know, oh, you I just know. keep listening to it, 
And then you're like, you know what? Like f this, I'm I'm gonna like yep. either start something new or just like I'm done for the night. And then that's you know you like make up a name for it, like testing. Yeah, and then you, techno, for, you forget what that you forget what that name 37. is. Thirty-seven. <laughs> oh god, I can't. And, and then a few months later, like, yeah. Uh, red mug beat <laughs> one. <laughs> oh my god, I do that so many times. So like, I don't it's know like you already made back. red mug beat one. Wow, like, <laughs> I did. <laughs> this name already exists. Do you want to overwrite this? <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, I don't remember what the first one sounded like, so I oh guess. God, this is this is so funny. Like, if you um, if you like, listen to all those like um. All those like beat makers like Mind Design and you know like Jay Dilla and like all those cats like you know who are just the top of the top. Their song names are that is their song name. Like Mind Design has song names where it's just like like Blue or like you know just like these very <laughs> like it's something you would name you know Jay Dilla Waves. It's like it is a wavy song, right. absolutely. You like you well, look down. Know. Oh, there's a rug there. Let's call it rug. Rug. Oh, I, you know, I bet a, I bet a beat called Rug would be very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, Writing that what, down. What um, other than like your approach? What gear and DAW do you use to actually make uh, make the music? Sure. <clears throat> so I use um, I primarily use Ableton Live Ten. I graduated okay. from Live Nine. Um, Ooh. Yeah, oh, it's, it feels great. Feels great. Uh, Live ten is awesome. Yeah, um, Live ten user as well. Yeah, I pretty much that's what I do. I, I learned on it and have just kind of tried to maybe dance with other DAWs, but I, I always just come back to to Ableton. It's just so it's too good. And then recently, I've been getting a lot more into using uh, external instruments. Um, I've always used nice. I've always used guitars. For for my uh, yeah, beats and stuff like that, like what five of them there? I see. Head? Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, That's... only four of them are mine. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> so I I was used to that, but I was like, oh man, I got to get some synths and like um, I just like having it physically there, as I'm sure you can understand. It just feels nice to have a knob to turn. Feels nice to have a physical. Yeah. It, it's yeah, but I'm sure you know it. I'm sure your uh, your checking account knows. <laughs> Um, but if I do a little <laughs> rotate, you can see this is my production station right here. So I've got a couple oh, nice. of uh, fun little love, doodads love here. Love the little stand for the Volcas there. Yeah, isn't it cute? Um, I got it on Etsy. So nope. thanks a lot, Etsy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got a, this is a Korg uh, Volca keys and then a Korg Volca bass. And then we've got the Volca mix. So it's kind of like a Volca board here. I'm nice. running the, the keys and the bass through the mix. And then I've got another uh, extra channel. So this is kind of like if I'm playing out and about. Um, I did a set uh, last summer when we could still do sets uh, with <laughs> OP1 and the keys and the mixer. And um, you can do some really uh, low level, like um, low pass, high pass filtering on this. And there's some uh, saturator effect, which makes it really chunky. So it's so nice. It's like a fun little thing. And then obviously I've got my baby over here. My little OP one. Uh, I got to show my the cow because that's the best part. <laughs> the cow from there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I can see the go. cow. <laughs> um, so this has been my baby. Like I, I love the OP one. The workflow works great for me. Like you were saying, it's all about the flow. It's all about like kind of going with what it gives you, but like yep. telling it what you want. It's that. It's that give and take. It's like it's the give and take. It's very hard to 
can't quantify it, but it's like there is that sort of give and take. And I feel like I've had this guy for like about three years and uh, I'm, we're really starting to speak each other's language. And I feel like nice. um, it is definitely a weird learning curve, but um, yeah, it's become such a part of my arsenal where like I don't use it for the whole song. I really don't use it for like most of the song. I'll use it for a select lead or like a select um, sound effect or maybe a bass uh, percussion, you know, kind of just like a bass level, not like bass, but like a, kind of a <laughs> background percussion, cool looping thing. Because yeah. it does have just such nice uh, texture. I love like Teenage Engineering. I, I love them. You know, they they may overcharge a little bit, but I do think <laughs> that the, the, the unique aspect of the sounds you can get. And then I also have, um, this is a... a Another nice stand from that uh, the Etsy seller, um, and this is the uh, pocket operator sub. So this is nice. like uh, you know teenage engineering. They make these cute little pocket operators. If you're wanting to get into synthesizers, these are like you know 100 bucks, 50 bucks. This is the perfect thing to do. Um, yeah. But but I've been using and it's this portable, too. right? They can like just take it Super with portable. you. I mean, yeah. To be fair, this is what it is. It's literally <laughs> right. that. You can plug your <laughs> headphones into this, and then you're just like. You know, it's great. Uh, and I love this thing because it's, it's really evil sounding. It's really gnarly. Um, and I've been wanting to use it more for recent beats, um, which I will. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's exciting. Um, I'm actually uh, like Teenage Engineering is, I think, the only um, like synth producers or synth makers that I mm. have not had like, any experience with, like personally. Mm. Yeah, just never had the kind of like the opportunity to, and like you said, you know, their their prices like on on the steep side. So I was like, yeah, I can get like five bokas for the price of one teenage engineering. Um, and I would argue that you could still kind of you could still get a similar end result. You know, it's not like you. I mean, you what you've got behind you, you can easily do with the op. You know, but I think right. you know, it's just, it's the way you get there is different. Exactly. And, you know, we can talk about like synth for for forever. Right. I feel like there's there's always going to be something new and something different that comes out, you know, like like literally every other month. There's something new that, yeah. that's coming out, either like analog or, or, or digital. And there's always stuff coming out. Um, so I, I've talked about this in, in, in I think in my first episode. Uh, where like people have what's called gas, like gear acquisition syndrome, where you just, <laughs> like, you keep buying and, and purchasing new things just just to like for the act of of buying it, right? Like oh, like look, oh, I have yeah. like I have a hundred synth, but like you don't actually use them or you don't really like dive deep and and learn mm -hmm. the synth. Like you mm -hmm. don't you don't learn the instrument and then you kind of like just play the presets and you're like, eh, it's whatever. Like, I don't know why I pay a thousand dollars for it because like you didn't yeah. actually like take the time and, and, and learn and uh, create a relationship with it. Like, I, I know it sounds yeah. bizarre, like, you know, creating a relationship with a synthesizer. Not but at all. Not at all. Well, I would think it's bizarre before I've had this uh, uh, relationship with the OP. Like I, I think before then I, I mean, I've had that relationship with a guitar before, where right. like, you do have to, you have to learn it. You have to know the scales. I mean, it's a little different because synths have pre, like there are settings that you have to go through. There are little, you know, 
key commands and all this shit but like uh <laughs> it's the same kind of thing where it's like you have to be patient with it and and in turn you you kind of unlock those secrets you know you unlock like that second lfo you didn't know existed you know right or you know like yeah. you start like you know doing like uh, deep menu diving and you like realize oh i can like clock this from like another synth and then it just opens so many opportunities or like you and that's out, been oh, mine that that's been the mind-blowing thing too is like i didn't i was a little baby boy who didn't realize you could send midi from computers so it's been a whole summer for me and that's also like, <laughs> that's it's an obvious thing uh and i knew that midi could be shared between instruments and i knew that there was a midi aspect with my interface but i just never put right. two and two together um and yeah so i've been midi controlling this whole core the the volca rack with the midi controller and that i was like oh my god you know, like Reddit r slash since, like, is it possible? Like, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> Let me show you what you can do. Yeah. You're like, oh, what? <laughs> no, dude, this is, it's so true. Like, the more you, time you spend with, like, a, an instrument, and it can be, like, an actual instrument, like a guitar or drums, you know, cello, like, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Or it can be, like, a like an electronic piece of equipment like a synthesizer or like some some handheld device like the more you spend time with it like the more you learn it the better you know how to use it and the things you can do with it Mm -hmm. so then like later when like another synth come out and like you or like you like acquire another piece of gear or software because you already know like kind of the ins and outs of, of the things that you already have you can then start thinking like outside the box and be like more creative about like how I can incorporate the two, like combine them together in the ways that like maybe they're um, weren't even make made to, to work together this way, but you're sure. like, Oh wait, I can do this. And you know, it's, it's you know electronics and then and, and technology and code. So you can just kind of like make it work and like, make your own patches. And work yeah, dude, it's, it's, it, and that's kind of like one of the, things that like kind of draws me into like this whole world is just like the mm-hmm. endless possibilities and like the amount of creativity that you can uh get with just you know like a few devices it, it, yeah. it's just mind-blowing and it's like there's always something new even though it's like the same machine that you bought when it was like five years ago right yeah uh, and, no, and you mentioned <laughs> and you mentioned like you know you just figured out that you can like you know send midi out from your computer and like control like other devices uh recently like i think probably like in a year ago uh yeah. I-, I found out that you can actually send uh controlled voltage like cv out of your computer as well and and control modular gear uh that way um so like in ableton 10 there's uh what's called cv tools uh it's like a, a pack you can download it's for free um and Basically, it it gives you uh, an infinite amount of LFOs, for example, right? So you just yeah. open a open like a, a, a MIDI track, uh, put like a bunch of LFOs in, and obviously you have to have uh, audio interface that supports uh, the outputs need to be like uh, decoupled or something. Like uh, basically, you have to be able to send. Uh, that sounds right. Like DC voltage, not AC voltage, something like that. Okay. Uh, I, I might be wrong here, but you know, Andre, whatever you say, I will say is correct. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you can 
like literally send out controlled vo- voltage and and control your modular gear with with Ableton. So you know, I don't know how familiar you are with with modular gear, but mm-hmm. like it's not cheap. Like a single mm-hmm. LFO module mm-hmm. can cost you like you know like eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars, right? So say you want you know five of those, that's five hundred bucks. Yeah. But with Ableton, you can literally have like fifty of them and mm-hmm. control and just go ape shit with that like it, it's insane yeah. it is and really then you insane. can what's even more mind-blowing you can like map your say you have like a midi controller like the push too right i can like map all of my um knobs to like the lfos and then the basically you, oh. so you can like control the cv with the push which is like That's what so what are you sick. even doing right now you know like, this is exactly what i'm talking about how you like can yeah. just combine different things that were like they were never meant to do that right a push too yeah. was never meant to be controlling cv on the modular gear but right. because we have the technology and the different we things so you technology. can you can combine them together and then like create something that like was never possible before like people didn't didn't think about it and that's what like makes it just so exciting and so cool yeah Ah. i couldn't agree more dude no you're gonna be hyped you're gonna be excited about all this (laughs) that's awesome i think that's well that's the beauty of um i just think there's something so incredible about like the signal chain that exists in producing electronic music it is so much like uh and that's what i love about uh ableton because it gives you so much control over like do you have the reverb before the compressor? Do you have the reverb after the compressor? Do you want to have the chorus? Like how much of the chorus do you want? Okay. Do you want to double the chorus? Maybe you can have two different poles and two different choruses. <laughs> Who knows? But like for me, it's um, you can, you can pass a, a sound or an instrument through so many different pathways that like what we were talking about earlier, where, you know, it's like any idea is your own. It's like you made it out of nothing. And it's like, even, uh, even altering that signal chain is your own sort of, uh, uh, take on that sound. I don't know. It's just uh, right. Uh, I, I like that sort of process too of sending a sound through and you and you give it different properties. That's kind of like um, you're kind of giving it some gifts. That's what I always imagine. It's like <laughs> you're gonna like this. You're gonna like this dry reverb. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I. I. Again, this. This to me sounds like bizarre, even though like I'm in it like all the time. Mm-hmm. But like, just you know what you just said. Kind of like you're. Like talking back to like it's it's a relationship like you're 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 giving gifts or you're like receiving that that unique sound that you've never heard before in your life back because right. of the things you gave it right and it, like it gives you something back so it's kind of like that back and forth that just like so organic and yet so like supernatural like it's just yes i don't know man there's it's a, just like there's a, there are there's a ghost <laughs> in the machine man i definitely think there my, is i think my op1 has a little soul for sure yeah I th- well I, I think it's i mean oh and uh, like you said we could talk about synths forever basically just like you know when you have this thing that you have poured so much uh love and effort into and uh i feel like if anything it's the respect you have to like you respect this thing uh, this makes me sound very like, uh, like stringent <laughs> in my practices. You must respect the synth, but it is true because if you if you respect the synth, it will show you beautiful things. Like for example, the the um, the Volca keys. Like I mean, those Volcas are like 150 bucks, 200 bucks. You know, 
but right. like there are uh, six different uh, synth voicings that you can set up on it. And it's like you th- like me when I initially got it, it was like, OK, that's not that much like six, whatever. But like you can do <laughs> you could I don't know, like with enough patience, I have heard the craziest sounds come from like this hundred fifty dollar synth that like you could never make with like a massive plugin or whatever, you know? No, absolutely. Not to say massive isn't great. Right. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's the same with like the, the pocket operator. I think that's like a perfect example. And when it's like, definitely you can, you can like literally buy them for like $49. I feel like that's like the cheapest one mm-hmm. that they have. Yeah. Um, and again, like it's up to you. Like, what do you do with it? Right. Like, do you just like, play the presets and be like, ah, oh, this sucks. Or you like really dive deep and, and just think outside the box and then create insane sounds from this like, you know, size of a yeah. credit card machine. And like, and, and dig your, I feel like uh, digging yourself into a hole too. I don't know if you do that with yours. Like you just kind of keep pressing shit until you're like, what have I created? And then you try to find your way out of it. Like that's another thing I oh, like doing with There's with There's people. no way out, man. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Yeah. And then it's just like, what? what did I make? What is this? Where am I? Help. That's why I'm afraid of modular, man. I mean, I, I'm liking my, my synths, but like once you get into modular land, you're like, like it'll never end and I'll. Uh, it, it, it's I'll a, it's a whole, it's a whole different beast, man. Like I, I have like a very small modular setup. I basically have like the mother 32, the DFM and then like uh, four, four modules um mm. but even with that like minimal setup like again the, there's just an insane amount of possibilities yeah and what i like about it is you can never ever do the exact same like signal path it, that, it's like freaks me out a little bit too there is something about it, that where it's like how do you recreate it how do you recreate the sound you can't it, it will always yeah. sound just a little bit different even if you like literally you know live uh put all the knobs in the exact same position and and put the patch the cables in the exact That's same way fascinating. it will be a little bit different than it was yeah. the day before you know and that's kind of like that's the the i guess the downside and also the positive side of it right like because it mm-hmm. offers you something unique like you can't there's no save button you can't save a preset you can't yeah like, capture that it's like you only have it right now right here right now in that moment in time so you know yeah. the only thing you could do is like record the audio of it but then again like you you can't like manipulate it later it's just i feel like modular is, is like it is like the chaos magic of the synth <laughs> world it's like you know, there you're you're, play, you're playing with some spells. You got your electron, great. You're a, you know you're a mid level <laughs> sorcerer, and then you've got like this modular rack, and you are like summoning Cthulhu. You're like bringing forth this like eldritch beast that's never seen really the kraken. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like a freaking kraken with all those cables. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness, man! It's so funny. It's so good. Like, yeah. Uh, tell me what you're, uh, what are you working on right now? Like what's your, uh, currently like active projects? Yeah. So, um, I, uh, live with my, um, kind of collaborator, um, this guy, DJ Mochi. Um, he's a, he's a DJ here in Chicago. Um, 
and him and I run this um, this record label and kind of like event planning group called Canopy Collective. And um, we are we were primarily event planning for a long, much longer period. But since COVID hit, we um, kind of like jumped in on phase two a little early. So phase two is basically being a record label and starting to put out stuff by our friends and by us. <clears throat> and so nice. and I just released uh, a house track in September called Find Me, um, which is yes. uh, on, on all streaming platforms now. Uh, <laughs> But, highly um, recommend to check that out. I, I really you, like man. it. Thank you, man. It's got the Drozhik check mark. It's got the <laughs> cosine. Approved by Drozhik. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's a really cool uh, That's a cool producer tag. You should get that. <laughs> and then there's like a stamp set. Produced by Drozhik. <laughs> Maybe add a little, little bit of dry reverb. As you can tell, I enjoy a dry verb. <laughs> yeah. So I released that song in September and it was, it's been a, it's been something I've been wanting to do is get a remix album going uh, where like I get a couple of people to like flip the album. Uh, and it, there were a couple of artists that were in our friend crew that like we had been talking about getting their beats on our label. And so we we're like, okay, this is an awesome opportunity to get like something of theirs involved. So what we're working on right now is um, we've got this remix album of Find Me that'll be coming out uh, in early December. So we're getting the, those nice. tracks mastered right now. Um, I'm super excited. Yeah, it's, um, it's these three cats, uh, Ace Spade, uh, mixed by Geo and uh, Doug Mason, who are all super cool cats. Um, and yeah, they have each took a different spin at it. Um, May have to send it to you and hear uh, what spin you can give it, man. I would love to hear what you what you do. I, I, I was I was just gonna say I actually didn't know that you were doing something like that. Uh, first of all, I love this idea of taking your own track and then be like, "Hey, let's do like a, a remix uh, album yeah. of this track." And I, I love that idea. That's really cool. It kind of reminds me of uh, I don't know if you follow uh, Andrew Huang, but he does this uh, thing of uh, Bro, I love Andrew. I love him for uh, four producers, one sample. And I love that. That series is so great. Like it's uh, always just blows my mind how like from the yeah. from this one like door creak or like some random like piece of of sound, like the the insane, uh, like range of, of productions yes. that come yes. from 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 all the different producers and yeah, it, it's so awesome. So I, I love that well, idea. So it kind of reminds me of of, of that. And that's what got me so, I mean, I, and I, it was an exciting idea because of that. And they're all like, they make fairly different music than I do. Like they still make primarily kind of dance centric music or kind of more upbeat um, music, but like all very different flavors. Um, yeah, basically it's just, it sounds really cool hearing. I basically sent them all the stems, um, which are, right. you know, basically the individual tracks, uh, uh, and so I sent them out and was like, you know, please do whatever the hell you want with it. Transpose it, like flip it up, do what you want. And it was really cool to see like how much of those stems they each use. Like some use like the sweeps that I had in there. So I could like recognize the different sweeps in the song. I'm like, oh, cool. They were like reusing that. And then <laughs> another guy like did a weird transposition thing like of the song. So it like changes keys a couple times and it sounds like way weirder than I, like, I but it's awesome. Like he killed it. So yeah, and it was it's very humbling. Like it, it makes me feel cool that like they would even be down to want to do that. Like right. uh, 
you know, it definitely uh, makes me happy just like people wanting to spend time on a STEM that I helped to make. So yeah, stay tuned. That's going to be coming out real soon. Uh, December 4th, I think uh, for Bandcamp Day in December is when that's coming nice. out. Dude, I love it. That's such a cool idea. I, I might steal that and, and do something similar. Do it. Uh, do it, man. On my, on my end as well. Like, that's such a good way to, like, you know, again, like, like to me, it's all about, like, creating the community and, and just, you know, uh, supporting other artists, whether you're just starting out or, like, you're already like, kind of, like, on your way up or, you know, you already made it and like that's your career and you're like making a living yeah. out of like producing or, or mixing or DJing or whatever. Right. Like it doesn't matter like who like what your status is. Like it's we've we've all started from from nothing, right? So it's yeah. like still being there and like helping and 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 supporting younger upcoming artists is it's it's this is what it's all about. Like you know it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, like none of that matters. It's it's just we're all here for the music and music. What's yes. like that's our language, so we can communicate, and that's that's the best thing ever. You know, I, I couldn't uh, agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. I, I, I love that thing, man. This is so cool. <laughs> you got me pumped yeah. with that good, like, good. remix thing, uh, which also actually reminds me. Um, are you familiar with the Metapop? I'm not. Oh, well, your mind is about to be blown. And whoever's watching, Metapop is basically like, I don't know if it's a social media platform, but it's a platform okay. uh, where it's all about uh, competitions. So really big shot artists, for example, Flume. I don't know if you're familiar okay. with Flume. Sure, but sure. I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah, it's gonna be right? you, me. Yeah, I'm aware of so, the disclosure remix that he did. Yes. So, for example, Flume, uh, and I mentioned Flume because I made the remix of, of uh, one of his songs. Uh, so, Flume, or on Metapop, you basically um, there's competitions. Uh, I think on a monthly basis, so mm -hmm. they give you stems. Right? You create an account, you you get stems from a track, uh, and then you just create a remix. And there's usually some um, like very basic rules, like yeah. you have to use uh, at least like four uh, four samples or like four stems. It has to be like at least two minutes long, and you have to like have legal rights to any other like sounds or whatever that you use. Uh -huh. And that's it. It's a hundred percent free. And then you you submit can you it. Publish? Can you publish the the mix? I, I don't think you can. It has to stay yeah. on like the the Metapop's platform, and then uh, they they have like a panel of judges who will uh, like judge your track. And then there's usually three winners, and the, and most of the times, like the first place gets like really really good prizes. Like I'm talking about like gear, like and and uh like different software or like subscriptions for a year for something and it's yeah. really cool again it's like uh, all about community that you can listen sick. to I others to get... dude yeah. it's so good yeah That's i did cool. a few remixes over there I, I highly recommend checking it out it's metapop like m-e-t-a-p-o-p -P. yep metapop metapop cool 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 
obviously oh, yeah. I, I want to like I, just destroy some songs that'd be really fun and yeah like it's you can pretty much you know interpret it as as much as you want there's a yeah. produce this uh, remix this and i think something else so you can either like take a remix or they can just give you like a bunch of samples and you can like produce your own track and upload it whoa very it's cool. really cool dude like I, i'm i'm actually surprised that you've you're not familiar with it because it's like right up your alley. I feel like I gotta be honest, man. I'm not, I just like, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty anti, um, like creative competition. Like I, I really, um, I, I hear you there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, not that yeah. I, I, I think that's a little, um, I'm a little on the high horse to say that because I think like there is a place for that. Um, like, don't get me wrong. DJ scratch battles are like some of the coolest things ever. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah. there that's, that's a creative art that you're comparing and you're, right. um, so I think I've been a little like, um, hesitant with those kind of competitions. And there, there used to be like this, uh, it probably, I don't know if it still goes on actually. There was like a beat competition competition that would happen called push beats in Logan square at, uh, I think it was at the Whistler, um, where it happened. Um, oh, really? lounge. But uh, it was basically like, yeah, you know, people would come together and then it would be like a competition to like who can make a beat, you know, or like what the beat sounds like at the end of the night. You'd play it out. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. But uh, I, I think um, there's something about me that like uh, wants it to be just for the sake of the, the music. And there is some like obnoxious purist about that. Do you know what I mean? Because I do think I would probably produce a better song if there was some incentive. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't want to say that because I also don't want it to make it seem like I would be making better music if someone was hanging like a carrot in front of my face. But um, <laughs> I, I can I can see how that may help influence that. You know, if you've got like, hey, you no, absolutely. No, yeah, I, you know? I, I agree with you 100 percent. I, I feel like there's uh, kind of like a two sides of, of the coin right like on, on on one side it's it's healthy to like you know be like competing but you know it has right. to be done right like not again like in in like good terms and and like good spirits and not like oh like you know i beat you like your 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 production right. skills suck right. like this is yeah. not what it's all about like no huh. none of that uh but yeah i i, I do feel like when there is like an incentive right you kind of yeah. like okay i'm actually gonna like put a little bit more effort into this because i could like win this like brand new synth or you know like a whatever it is like whatever the prize totally, is. Totally. did you ever that kind of reminds me did you ever go to um open beats do you know about that open beats I'm... at cafe mustache yeah, I think I've heard about it. I, I've seen, I've went once to see my uh -huh. buddy. Um, <laughs> wow, see my buddy, and I, I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is the part you should cut. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just I don't remember the the his like DJ name, but yeah, I, I went there. I went there to see him perform, and yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, too, it's a uh, cafe, cafe mustache, or, you know, when it was still having people over um, this guy, awesome uh, uh, friend of mine, this guy, Fest Grandiose, he hosted this thing called Open Beats, where it's like an open mic night for beat makers and producers. So that's where I first played a show when I moved to Chicago. My first show was I had my little uh, SP 555 with all the because I really wanted to be like, 
way. I was, I'm super into brain feeder too. I mean, I, I've been making a lot of house records and dance stuff, but I used to be obsessed with beat culture and like flying Lotus and Teebs nice. and, um, and all those guys. Um, and so I had like my, my Roland, you know, I had like the whole setup. I was doing all like the SP stuff. And, and so, <laughs> um, but yeah, open beats is, is, and was a really cool place where I felt that look, you were talking about the, the, um, the community aspect of it, where I would go on and play these beats that were like only existing in my brain and the, the machine. And I like, well, I knew they made me feel good. And I wasn't sure if they were good. Like, you know, I was like, all right, well, I better play them out. Like, you know, play them loud. It feels good to play music loud, especially when it's yours. So getting <laughs> up there and then, yeah, getting off stage and people being like, bro, those those drums were like crazy. Like, where did you get that? That's, you know, like, oh, that was wild. And I'm like, I didn't even think they were that good, you know? But I think um, that's the yeah. aspect too of those competitions where it's like, you there's more compliments that are happening in those evenings than there are like oh you didn't deserve it it's like dude that was crazy like oh my god that arpeggio that oh, you had going, blah 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 you know absolutely yeah i i don't think people like dissing each other like it's not again it's not yeah. what it's about and you know if like on the rare occasion you do like encounter something like that it's usually like the dissipates really fast you know it's like people i feel like people like that don't uh don't exist i mean or, or don't exist in the music scene very long you know Right. Or if they do, then everyone knows of them. I've, I've known of a, of a person who, yeah, is not very, doesn't really treat others with the same respect. And it's just known. It's like known in the community. Right. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, before you book them, FYI, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's like, oh, okay. So community works both ways, okay? Oh, absolutely, man. Come yeah. On. You have to be careful. <laughs> be silly, be kind, and spread the love, bro. <laughs> hey, keep on synthing. <laughs> show, show uh, the people your shirt <laughs> oh yeah if you want if you want uh synth shirts uh if you go to joshik.com slash shop you might find uh, a couple things there just saying <laughs> i might just <laughs> <laughs> uh cool so uh two more things i wanted to ask you before we start wrapping up sure uh what do you think is like your biggest challenge as a, as a as an artist? And you know, I, I would classify you as like a, a in the beginning of your career, like like up and coming. I would agree. I would completely agree. Yeah, I'm just so like, I'm just starting. So, what do you think is like you know like your like one or two like top challenges right now? Yeah, I mean, top challenge I would say is confidence. Still, like I. Yep. And and and, a, and confidence in the the quality of my build. I think I've. I mean, I know I've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours on Ableton. I've put the time and effort in to make it so that I'm happy with the sound. But I doubt that uh, opinion. I doubt my own opinion of the music, and that's what I'm trying to battle against because that's such a limiting way to approach things because I, the music I personally listen to that, like my roommate doesn't hear me listening to that. Like my friends don't hear me listening to like, that's, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but basically like the artist is making it for that person who's going to listen to it regardless of what it sounds like to other people. And I need to remember that more for my own creation. Um, so that's been the main thing. Um, it really helps to play it to someone that you trust 
because they will be very honest with you. And when you know they're honest with you and they tell you it's good, trust them. They're not going to bullshit you if if you could trust them, which I do. My right. roommate is a he's a DJ. He knows what sounds good in a club. If he's like, honestly, man, like the build is not very, it doesn't like get me there. Like he, he'll say that. And I appreciate that. Right. So find a homie who can do that. If, if you do, um, That's yeah, just more confidence. It, it really is. It really, and it doesn't, it's not everyone has that. And I think, uh, I didn't have that for a while. Um, you know, when I was living in Chicago, I had roommates that didn't really like, we shared similar music tastes, but the kind of music I was making wasn't really on their radar. So they didn't really have a taste for it. Um, but also I think the second thing that, and it kind of couples with this is, uh, an unwillingness to release slightly imperfect songs. I am, I, th I think I'm a perfectionist to a, a problem. Like I, I it, it is, I, I care too much about the finished product or, or I have recently cared too much. Like. These days, I'm trying to be a little bit more loosey-goosey with it because of the feedback I've been getting from other people. Like, no, this sounds good. Like, drop it now. You know, as it's still in Ableton, I'm like, well, I still you can't hear this up. And like, What's, what are you talking about? I'm like, what? And the snare is, they're like, yeah, I don't hear a snare. I'm like, oh, right. Because that's another thing you have to remember. It's like no one else has spent 40 hours with this song, you know? Like, they'll hear it once. They're like, that was good. And that's it, you know? Yeah. So... So that's what I'm trying to do before that remix album that's coming out. I've got this little uh, juke uh, flip I made of this uh, of this Coldplay song <laughs> that I've had. Uh, <laughs> I've had it stuck in my head, like, and this was one of those things where I knew what it was going to be sitting down. It's um, nice. it's that song Trouble, you know, like the da na 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 na. Um, I heard it on the radio one day and I was also listening to a lot of juke and footwork at that time. And I was like, damn, if you sped that up and put a little like, like that could work. So I had that idea last summer. And then this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to make that Coldplay juke flip. And I did. And it's really good. So I'm, <laughs> I'm dropping it on Bandcamp because I don't own the Love red source samples. Right. Um, that's, that's another one of those things where like, I sat down, kind of pumped it out, got up, kind of came back to it the next day. You know those listen-throughs of a song where you feel super solid on it, and then there's kind of that lingering, like, so what next? Like, what do I do with it next? I kind of said, like, F to that, and then was like, all right, let me just, like, bounce it and then play it for people. And they're like, dude, sick, when does it come out? So, like, when I heard that, I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't need to add anything else. Cool. That's great. Uh, yeah. So I'm getting, I am getting it mastered because I like that's something I've been trying to do is is make sure that there's a consistency with all the releases that I put out. Um, right. While I, while I can afford to do so, because um, I'm lucky enough to be working full time, so I can't afford for for this guy to master it. Um, uh, and that is nice. Uh, I will say that's like a little thing I didn't really have in college with production. Um, just having that extra little mastering tweak it does set it apart where like, yeah, if you're listening to it on Spotify or something, it's like, Oh damn. Like, okay, this sounds like a real, this sounds like a song that should be on Spotify. Whereas oh, yeah. I feel like the songs that haven't been mastered, they're like, wow, I can't believe you're on Spotify. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Two different approaches, right? <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Like, wow, this is on Spotify. <laughs> now did the, uh, thanks for sharing your, your, your challenges. I feel like again, 
I keep I keep hearing that again and again, like the the confidence piece. It's I feel like it doesn't matter uh, how long you've in, been in the industry, how long you've been producing music, you will always have that confidence piece, like just you know sitting there and and constantly like challenging your own uh, perception of of, your, of yourself. You know, yeah. Uh, like I I I think it was. Um, Jennifer Lopez, who said that every single time before she gets on the stage, she's like super nervous and she's like, I don't know if I can do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then, That's but then Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then once yeah. once she gets off the stage, she's like, okay, like now I know why I'm doing this. You know, it's like, right. Right. So yeah. it doesn't matter like if you're a beginner or if you're like, you know, making millions and then you know, you're famous all over the world. Like, everybody it's it's part of the game man like it, it is and i will say like, that, that's like, lack of confidence well and i wasn't aware like I, I don't i think i always had that lack but i didn't realize it was something that everyone shared and then yeah. hearing like more and more people be like oh dude i know that feeling like yeah i didn't drop my first ep until like four you know four years after blah 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 so it's like uh it is i think again it, it is a communal feeling of like okay yeah you know what like Flylo probably felt weird before he dropped some of these songs, you know, like he right. probably was self. It's like, you just have to remind yourself all these other people are humans. It's just that we've been listening to them, you know, through that, like, wow, they're these incredible people. Like, right. Oh and, and, and that's how you perceive them. Right. You think like, Oh, like they're totally. successful. They're like up there. Like they, they know what they're doing. Like they don't deal with any of perfect. the problems that, that we do, but, in reality, they they all we we all do it. It's just, I think the best way to think about it is like it's just part of the process. Just like mm. you know, just like uh, like automating your 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 volumes or like mixing your track is part of the process. Yeah. Like feeling like lack of confidence and doubting every step of the way is mm. just part of the process. It's mm. yes. all that it is. You're you know, so and we. When you think about it that way, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, like it's just part of the process. Like, yeah, I'm aware of that's gonna help, Andre. Honestly, that's gonna be great. That's that's uh I like that approach a lot. Dude, like just be aware of like, yes, I I feel doubtful, I feel fearful, I feel like what if you know, all the what if questions that you can possibly think of, they're all part of it. But then you just be like, okay, cool. Like now I'm just gonna keep moving on. And then when I finish, I'm just gonna release it and then move on to the next project. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually like surprised because I just thought about it myself right now. Like just it's just part of the process. It's it's great. And I think what I'm I'm doing now is like I am starting to be aware of it and I'm starting to like put a middle finger up to it and be like, okay. Yeah, you can feel that way, but the song still fucking bumps. Like I'm putting it out. People are going to like this exactly. song, you know, and it's like, well, I think it's kind of like overplayed to do just like a, a one-shot juke remix of some like what? It's like a pop song. What is that? It's like shut up. It's good. Right. <laughs> you know. And and to to your uh, second uh point that you said uh, about like being a perfectionist, right? And like always mm. kind of like thinking about like oh like this is not perfect or like it's not finished like perfection is an illusion like it's it it doesn't exist there's no such thing as perfect doesn't matter you can apply that to anything in life yeah there's no such thing as perfect and 
people try it's basically like it's like borderline insanity like you're trying to achieve something that's is oh, impossible that way doesn't when I'm exist. like 50 hours into you know red coffee mug beef too like right <laughs> like it it just it's an excuse we make up for ourselves to like for it to be like the reason why we're not putting it out there you know oh, it's that. like it's not finished it's oh like, no I, I i have to like do something else like no like you said like you you listen to it like through it once you like get someone else to listen to it if they say it's good yeah that's it like export it and ship it like and, and i wish I, I, and i wish i did that i wish i felt that way uh for so long because i do have like all I, I went under a different name before xavier wave uh fully realized was that name uh and that was like a lot more kind of alternative sort of like kind of panda bear animal collective kind of sound and stuff um definitely still like beat based but uh a lot more sing-songy and yeah did I, like you said just like probably not hundreds, but I've got at least 25, you know, to 30, like fully finished tracks under that project. But it's just like, oh, I didn't like the take on that one thing. And then I just kept thinking that kept playing it. And it's like, oh, it's too late now. I like don't want to release it anymore, which no. is a bummer. But I think it's a lesson learned, you know? Exactly. And think about it this way, right? Like we were talking about it now. So this is like, you're, you're absorbing that right now. So mm -hmm. If we didn't have this conversation or like, you know, if we didn't talk about it, then you would still like be thinking the same way about like, oh, I have to finish it. Like it has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So like think about it from from that perspective of like, yes, you you may not have had this information or this knowledge, you know, like before, but but you do have that now. So you know, it's not like you're 60 years old and, you know, you spent 30 years in, in as a musician and, and, and had sure. this approach, right? Like you're, you're just starting out. So it's like, yeah, you have the, 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 the entire path is ahead of you. And mm -hmm. again, this is why I want to do this stuff is because people who might be watching this and they're just, you know, at whatever stage they are in, in their like, uh, creative path, music, yeah. Uh, musician producer dj like artist it doesn't matter like it, it applies to any any creative uh outlet right like don't don't try to be perfect like it doesn't exist just mm -hmm. you just have to be yourself do do the best that you can do knowing that like this is the best that i can do right now right and then just put it out there like let people give you the feedback if it if it yeah. sucks you know and you'll you'll know if it sucks because you won't get listens or views or subscribers or followers or whatever but sure. if it's great then you will also know that because people will be like dming you like dude this track you just dropped is, is amazing and yeah. start following you and start be like hey like we want more and then just like you're like oh okay cool like i need to do more of that because people love that and yeah. and 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 that's it man like <laughs> like i i is, I, yeah. I, re I resonate with the things that i say now just talking about it right just yeah. thinking about thinking about the album that like i've been working on for i don't know the past year probably sure. and could have easily released it like a few months ago but sure. again like it's it's like it's almost done right like i have all the tracks that they're like almost finished i just need to yeah. like do this and do that and then just like 
another week goes by, another month go by, like in the in the couple of months, we're gonna be another year goes by, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Why wait? Just 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 do it and release it, and mm-hmm. it's like out of your way. It's out in the wild, and you know, like I said, like lessons learned, and yeah. it could be great. It could be not so great. You will know either way, and then just you move on. Keep keep yeah. keep keep putting stuff out there, man. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm going to get everything you just said tattooed. (laughs) Well, luckily this is recorded so you can just rewatch the video and share it. No, I need it covered in my chest. It needs to be inked. If if that's what you want to do, I support it. It's going to be also reversed so that when I look in the mirror, I can read it. It's not for you. It's for me. (laughs) Memento style. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was referencing. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Leave, Leave clues for yourself. Exactly. Go, go check your inbox. Like, wait, what? What <laughs> inbox? <laughs> check your inbox. Uh, one, one last thing. <laughs> one last thing is uh, where can people listen to your stuff, follow you, uh, find you, and any uh, mentions or shout outs that you want to you wanna give, please do so now. <laughs> okay, will do. Um, yeah, so you can find me, uh, you can find all my music on, uh, Spotify, Apple music, Deezer, Bandcamp, SoundCloud and all that jazz. Most of them. Um, I only really have one or two songs out depending on what, uh, streaming platform you have, uh, but you can check out that song, find me. And yeah, it's Xavier.wave, like the, uh, wave format, Xavier wave. Um, and you can follow me on my Instagram, which is also uh, Xavier.Wave. Um, I post some random stuff. I've been trying to do a little more like Instagram Live with my um, synth setup, but uh, there were some weird clocking issues going on recently, which none of you needed to know that, but there's some context <laughs> for that. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to also give my uh, mine and DJ Mochi's uh, collective and record label a follow, that'd be awesome. We're uh, Canopy Shy, at uh, Canopy Shy on Instagram. Um, and we post anytime there's a new release uh, or a new event, not happening right now, but uh, when we can have events, that's where you'll find out about those. So a follow would be great. And uh, honestly, just shout out to Andre, uh, aka Droshik. You know, like uh, <laughs> I'm very honored to be on here, man. Like uh, I've seen the people that you've interviewed on here, and they they are well in their their careers, and it's it's cool to see. Uh, it's cool to be a part of like you know like the little uh, little kind of you know, small dude walking up like, here's what I think. So I don't know. I appreciate you having me on, man. It was, it was an absolute it's, pleasure. It's, the pleasure is mine. And again, like, I, like the original idea that I had, like starting this podcast was obviously, you know, it was because of the pandemic. I, I just mm-hmm. really missed like interacting with people and like, you know, jamming and talking music and just, you know, having like dope discussions, right? Like yeah. that's how the name came out of it. Like I just, mm-hmm. I, I love this. This is like a huge part of my life, and uh, not having that ability to just like hang out and just like have like good conversations and you know, uh, share my passion with with people was just something yeah. that like, was like really missing. So like, like what can I do about it? Right? Like I can either complain and do nothing, or I can be like, okay, like this is what I need, and like what can I do to make this happen? Right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how the podcast came to be and um my friend joe synergist uh, that was uh, on the first episode like mm-hmm. he kind of like 
brainstorm with me and kind of help me uh, figure out like the the format and like what 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 we're gonna do. Uh, and now I'm trying to not trying. I, I'm thinking about kind of like I mentioned earlier, like pivoting a little bit and and making this kind of like a like a platform that like anyone can come and 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 talk about things that are related to you know music and and production and just yeah. kind of this this community and this kind of like space it doesn't matter if you're like a big shot dj or producer or just like starting out like you know i my plan is to have like the the, the entire variety of people here from yeah from all over kind of like uh, walks of life uh the whole DJs, producers you know singers songwriters uh, maybe like synth makers um or cool. you know like people that like have like a maybe like a record label or 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 you know make they have like a recording studio or something like that like just yeah yeah like their story their experience sharing knowledge with others and i don't know they're just building a community again it's <laughs> great man these community or these uh conversations they need to be happening you know and we don't have those those open beats or those you know different uh, synth shops to like all gather at so it's uh exactly it's important hopefully these... not not for too long but you know even when yes. things go back to like okay we can like have events and then go out and, mm -hmm. and parties and whatnot like i'm not gonna like stop doing this i'm still gonna do this so no nor should you nor should you yeah i mean who knows maybe down the road we'll have a we'll have a live q a session for our canopy event oh absolutely and dope discussions with Droshik. <laughs> I like can't help but say droshik and like no, I love the passion how you say it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's passion required to pronounce that. <laughs> uh, thanks, dude. I really appreciate you being on the show as always. And yeah, that's it. Cut this piece of love and see you all on the next episode. <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe, y'all. Oh.